0: What is up Buff Nation? Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast. We are of course presented by the American Raptors. Head on over to AmericanRaptors.com if you are interested and if you don't feel like you got the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby just may be your next ride. My name is Jake Schwanitz. Joining me today, our guy Will Darkey. Will... It was um, I don't even have the words to put in what we watched in the, from this basketball team last week, but we're going to try and do that. How are you doing today, though, man?
1: Doing all right. Could be doing a little better. Um, but hey, both those games were in 2022. It's 2023 now. <laughs> um, I'm ready, ready to move on to a better year Buffs basketball and just put that Cal game in the back.
0: I love to hear that. Uh, You're wearing a Broncos sweatshirt right now. It's been rough for them. It's been rough for the Avs. The Nuggets are doing pretty well. Um, Of course, Buffs basketball, they're a little down right now. But as you mentioned, let's hope this new year brings some new luck luck for the Buffs. I guess we'll start with the Stanford game. Um, You watched the majority of that game. I was traveling back through uh, the Rockies and got stuck in traffic, unfortunately. So you saw more of this game than I did. Uh, I caught the very end. KJ just kind of caught fire. Um, They really fought back after being tied many, many times. Finally take the lead with, what was it, just a few seconds, maybe a minute or so to go. Anyways, when you were watching that Stanford game, what stood out to you about this Buffs team? Because it seemed like they were actually on a decent night that night.
1: Yeah, it was – the buffs have been really impressing me offensively lately. There's just been a lot of like high scoring totals that they just keep coming out and putting up. So I was, I was honestly impressed with our offensive scoring. It just, you, it felt like you kind of caught Stanford also on a good shooting night. My main player that I was worried about coming into play Stanford was Harrison Ingram. He's the sophomore forward that a lot of people have pegged as a, NBA like first rounder. So I was, I was a little nervous about how we would match up with him, but he honestly got shut down for the greater majority of the game. I think he finished with one point. So when you see that, I was like, okay, then I bet we really held Stanford to a low total, but um, it was re- like I was really impressed with our offensive output. It just seemed like we maybe also caught Stanford on a good shooting night or the other thing is maybe our defense is lacking a little bit right now too. Um, I don't want to get into it too much because we'll also talk about the Cal game, but yeah. there was also a little little bit of worry about defense against the Cal Golden Bears.
0: Yeah, uh, you mentioned it. We'll just go into it. We'll kind of jump back and forth between the two games, but the Cal game was just – it was like watching a different team compared to like what we were seeing against Stanford – um of course they shot fairly well against stanford 48 percent. but man it was just brick city all night against cal i mean they couldn't buy a bucket early on they built that run late it was a 12-0 run i think with about two minutes ago that narrowed the gap they only lose by four but man it was ugly i mean kj i think had i think like six to ten points like for a lot of the game like it was deep into the second half until they started scoring what went wrong will
1: Um, what went wrong is exactly what you just said. It was KJ Simpson. Like he is the heart and soul of this team. And if KJ is having an off night, then it's, it's going to be tough for the buffs to find scoring in other ways, because I don't know, I was just watching that Cal game. And to me, it felt like a lot, the four other guys on the court that weren't named KJ Simpson, when KJ was on the court, it felt like they were in pass first mode guys just felt a little hesitant they didn't feel like they wanted to shoot and it's kind of what i said in my takeaway about free throws Mm -hmm. i it's it's a little bit of a stretch but i feel like when free throws aren't falling that's just a really solid building block on building other mental obstacles if you're not seeing the easiest shot in the game fall then you lose confidence on contested field goals and i don't know i feel like a lot of the team is maybe relying a little too heavily on KJ right now. And when KJ's Mm -hmm. shots aren't falling, then that's when you see the bus go down 20 against Cal and yeah, luckily, I mean, not luckily, we still lost the game, but yeah, KJ caught fire towards the end and strung together a, a nice comeback, but it was a little too late. And I think, I think that's where you can, point at how we lost to Cal is we're relying a little too heavily on KJ right now. And if KJ's just not having his best night, which his best nights are really good. Yeah. Um so it's it's easy to rely on a guy that's as elite as KJ. But when he's not having as good of a night as you maybe need out of him, that's when I think you see the
0: rest of the team slack. Right. Going back to that Stanford game, he put up a season high 31 points. um, The momentum, as we talked about, it came to it came through late against Cal. It wasn't there early on. But another thing that you wrote about um, that I wanted to touch on is the second option. I mean, it looked like Tristan De Silva was really kind of coming into his own in the middle of that win streak. Um, Lawson Lovering even had a good game, scored 10 points a season high against Stanford. Hadley, when you look at the numbers against Cal, he had 17. But what are you seeing from the rest of the team from these guys that could be the potential go-to second option that isn't making it happen for the buffs on the floor?
1: Um, I think it's kind of what you just said. Like you you listed off a bunch of players that put up double, double digit performances, but it's yep. just you just It can work, but you kind of want a more consistent guy. And yeah, we thought it was going to be Tristan, and it can still be Tristan. But after that four-game homestand where he was averaging, I think I said 22, Mm -hmm. I was really excited to see how Tristan would take that and just kind of like hit the ground running come pack play. And through the first – well, I mean, we had the other two games, but now we are like getting into the heart of – Pack play, and through right. those first two games he totaled fifteen, which is just not was what I was expecting at all and so yeah, Javon Hadley getting seventeen was nice um if Javon Hadley can continue not seventeen, but if he can continue to put up double digit points, then yeah, then that'd be great, or if Tristan can kind of just settle back down and get a little more aggressive, I feel like I think he right. I think with Tristan, maybe he saw his shots weren't falling. He just wasn't too confident with his jumper in either of these two games. So I think he he kind of slacked off from shooting as much, and he got into that pass-first mentality. Whereas if Tristan can find other ways to attack and score, then he could become the consistent second option for the bus. But I just think there needs to be somebody that is showing up night in and night out and helping KJ because – It's awesome to watch KJ put up 25 and 31 points each night, but obviously you see it's just not enough to even beat Cal. Um, And then the other name that I even tossed out in my article is Quincy Allen. Um, Right. Top 100 prospect last year. Didn't get to see him at all because of injury. And he's seen limited minutes. I think two games this year he's gotten tossed in for garbage time with a couple minutes left. And yeah, you'd have to go back and look and see if he's playing against those other teams um bench players too but in the few minutes we've seen of him he's really flashed and he's shown just like kind of this spark that if you not you didn't you know put him into the starting lineup but if he just is in the bench rotation and he just comes in as like a sixth or seventh guy he he could give you that spark that you need that it seems like just the buffs don't have
0: right now yeah Um, Going back to your point about Tristan, I mean, that's something that Tad's been talking about a lot this year, just his aggressiveness, um, just trying to be aggressive early, kind of set the tone. Because we've seen when he does that, when Tristan gets hot, you know, in the first 10 minutes of the first half and he's able to put up, I don't know, six, eight, 10 points, that really snowballs and affects his game so that he can be that guy down the stretch. Um, let's talk about Lawson Levering real quick because he did have that good game against Stanford, or at least on the offensive side. What's going on with his game? Um, he was hurt a little bit before coming into the this last week of play before Christmas. Now it seems like he's healthy. It's, he's been up and down all year, but it seems like he's still just this close to getting it.
1: Yeah. He, he impressed me in the Stanford game. I like, I liked the aggressiveness I saw from him around the hoop. Uh I feel like there's been other games like in the in the past that I I think I've I've like kind of turned over to you um at one of the CU home games when the crowd is like getting up and roaring and they're tr- like when he's holding the ball they're like trying to tell him like shoot the ball. Like people the, the fans want to see Lawson like work out and they want to see him make shots and just kind of turn into this four-star big man that he like that he was out of high school. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's kind of like what you were just saying with, uh, with Tad, he was, he's also been talking a lot about Lawson and just trying to find that confidence with Lawson. And I think that Stanford game was a good stepping stone for him. He went five of six. Um, that makes me think that he was looking to shoot a little more and, Um, I remember a couple dunks. So if he can just kind of like mentally just become a bigger man and just have like this presence around the rim and just finish stronger. Cause he's like seven foot seven, one, like he should be able to beat a decent amount of guys with just his, his length. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't think he's all the way there yet, but I I will say I liked what I saw in that Stanford game and I think it's a good building block for him um, confidence wise.
0: Switching gears though, we go to the Cal game. Um their big man Lars Themen had a great game early on, was really putting it down on Lawson. Um you mentioned it on the offensive side, but on the defensive side, we've kind of seen him be able to run the Buffs defense. He's ob- he's pointing out a lot of guys. He's very vocal. Um, but man, he says, it seems like when he gets in these matchups with other bigs, especially veteran bigs, they kind of take it to him. Um, is this just a matter of developing him as a player? Because I mean, he is still green. He missed the back end of last year with that knee injury. Just your Mm -hmm. thoughts, sir.
1: Yeah, I definitely think it is that, um, you just see it across a lot of college basketball. Um, not that Lawson is a one and done guy, but you just look at a lot of the one and done teams and they've got a ton of talent but a lot of the time when they've when they match up against just veteran experience the veteran's going to beat them out just Mm -hmm. because they've been there and done that and so I think Lawson's still a puppy he's still learning um and he's got the tools he just he did get a little exposed in that cow game and then this isn't this isn't all on Lawson it's the entire team that um fell short mm-hmm. but just in that Cal game we got out rebounded 23 to 36 just mm-hmm. that number just cannot happen mm-hmm. um and it's like I said it's not all Lawson but when Lawson is your main five and he is the main guy around the rim and he's only what is he pulling down I think yeah two total rebounds in the cal game it's just you do want to see a little more just physical presence, but I I do definitely agree with you that I think the veteran experience of Thiemann on Cal uh, kind of exposed just a
0: young Mm -hmm. Lawson. Yeah, no doubt about that. We'll switch gears. We'll talk about Oregon, but real quick, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. And right now, new customers can place a $5 pregame money line bet on a college football team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Will, what do you think about this national championship game? TCU, and 13 a half point underdogs, I believe. What side would you lean? Um, I heard yesterday that if
1: the line stays, it's the largest in college football playoff and BCS national championship history.
0: That's wild, and just
1: and just hearing that, like, I don't know what the sharps are saying, but for me personally, it's just too many points. Yep. Max Duggan, he he just he's got that dog in him. I also, I think personally, <laughs> as a Buffs fan that got to watch the first TCU game of yes. the season, they yes. got a little special place in my heart. We were down, <laughs> we were down one to them at halftime. Yes, it yeah. wasn't Max Duggan, but. We were down one to them. So if if I can say that we were down one to the national champion, then that's pretty cool. So I don't know if they'll win it, but I definitely think I'm siding TCU plus 13 and a half right now.
0: I'm with you, man. It's crazy to look back and think just uh, the, a team playing for the national championship was in Folsom field and the buffs were competitive for at least a half. Um, it's wild to think about, but download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DMVR. New customers place a $5 pregame money line bet on a college football team to win. and get $150 if your team does. That's code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Also, shout out to our friends over at Illegal Pete's. We are hyped to be teaming up with local legends Illegal Pete's here at DMVR. Illegal Pete's is always our go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Stop by one of their 12 locations throughout Colorado and Arizona for happy hour from 3 to 6 p.m. every day. They're also hooking you all up with a little something extra this year. Spend $100 on gift cards and score an extra $25 for free. All right, well, Oregon, Thursday night in the CU Event Center. A much better team than Cal, Um, a much different team. What can you tell us about the Ducks as we head into this matchup?
1: Uh, Yeah, one more thing, just going back. I also just yeah, want to shout out. I just want to shout out uh, Luke O'Brien in the Stanford game. Mm, yes. First game back after whatever injury he had, and he went 4-6 and 3-3 three of three, um, from beyond the arc, which was just a really pleasant surprise. So
0: mm-hmm. hopefully that's a nice building block for Luke too. Um, he's been kind of coming on of, of late. I mean, he's had some decent performances after a really rough start to the season.
1: Definitely, yeah. So uh, th- that was really good to see. Love to see that for Luke, Colorado kid, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Oregon. Um, they are a much tougher team than what the record shows, in my opinion. They were preseason top 25. Uh, Dana altmans he always puts together a good roster, but the main thing for them is they've just been riddled with injuries so far this year. Um, they just haven't been able to like build a cohesive identity. It's kind of like CU, but... CU is more just a matter of inconsistent play by the starters. Oregon's just been having starters in and out of the lineup. Um, so they're eight and six, but I think they're a much better team than that. Mm-hmm. Um and then one of the injured players is Keyshawn Bartholomew, former buff. Yeah. He's out till late January. So unfortunately he won't get to make his Uh, return back to boulder and play but that might be a good thing for the buffs because Keyshawn was pretty good as a buff right (laughs) so um yeah i don't know oregon is 72 in the net and we've fallen down to 74 so on paper there it seems like a pretty even matchup i would give the nod to the buffs i love home court advantage in college basketball just Mm -hmm. hope that uh some students are back in Boulder and are attending this game because this is a big Pac-12 matchup.
0: Am I right in looking at this Oregon schedule that this is only their second road game of the year? I mean, they probably had a neutral site game or something early on, right?
1: Yeah, I think they participated. I'd have to pull it up. I think they participated in the Phil Knight Invitational, which is held okay. in uh, Portland, Oregon, so close to Eugene, um, which I don't know how the neutral court sites like divvy out with with it being neutral it it might show it as like home but um, portland's pretty
0: home uh home favorite for the oregon ducks though
1: (laughs) definitely yeah it's
0: it's not too far for any of their fans so um it's crazy though so only their second true road trip um just looking into them myself it seems like will richardson their guard uh senior guard is the guy who has been kind of their most consistent player and their best player so far? Is there anything that you can tell us about him, or just this matchup between him and KJ Simpson, and what I'm assuming is going to be another battle between guards? Yeah,
1: Will Richardson. He's he's been around um, Oregon for a couple of years now, and he's good. He he is. It's exactly what we were talking about with Thiemann. Just he's experienced. He's been there, done that. Uh, I want to say it was the Pac-12 tournament last year. We played Oregon and Will Richardson kind of went off on us. I could be wrong about that, but I've watched a decent amount of Will Richardson in my day. And mm-hmm. yeah, he he has a ton of talent to back up his name. And he's he's just been there for a couple of years now. So the experience is it is definitely a one up on KJ, but KJ KJ shouldn't be too worried. Um he's I don't know. I think we're watching a star blossom before our very eyes. And I'm very excited like that. about that. Yeah, I'm very excited about that matchup. But it will be it will be a tough matchup. Will Richardson is one of the better guards in the pack.
0: Yeah, it really seems like KJ is – I mean, he's obviously taken the lead as the guy for the Buffs, something that was a big question coming into the year. Um, and as we mentioned in the first segment, it's just about that backup. Um, we can touch on Oregon State um, if you have anything to really give there. I mean, I know that they're a, a team that's kind of middling in the conference, just middling overall. They're sitting at 7-7. Seven and seven. Um, <clears throat> They've lost – to Oregon on New Year's Eve by, looks like, nine points. Um, they beat some smaller schools in between there. And then, interesting enough, they lost to Texas A&M, a team that the Buffs actually beat by almost 20 points. Um, what can you tell us about the Beavers?
1: Yeah, they are – because they made it to the Elite Eight two seasons ago, which was quite the Cinderella run, and then they followed up that Elite Eight run with, I believe, the worst season – by an elite eight team in college basketball history. I think they won two total games last year. It was looking just horrible for the Beavers. They lost their top guard in the transfer portal this off season. So it, it was all kind of up in the air and I don't think there were too many expectations um, coming out of Oregon state this year. So for them to be seven and seven, I'm actually uh, pretty impressed with that. Being said, the seven and seven to me, isn't, too impressive, like resume-wise. Right. Um. They've only beaten one power conference school, which is Washington, who we lost to. But they uh they had Washington at home, so uh a little bit of an advantage there. Um. The one thing I would say about Oregon State in this matchup with them is that Oregon State is ranked the 247th best offense on Ken Palm right now. Not good um yeah. <laughs> and see yeah see you lately tad boyle i feel like builds his team around uh just fundamentals and defense and i had i just haven't been too impressed lately with the defense like i was saying i've been yeah. really impressed with the offensive output but the defense just against stanford and cal um maybe you just caught the teams on hot scoring nights but i don't know i was I'm a little worried about our defense right now, so I think Oregon State you can point at with being the 247th best offense as a good like pick-me-up night for the defense where you can really hone in, just shut them down, turn good defense into transition offense, and yeah. hopefully have an easy matchup
0: on your hands. But
1: it's, it's the Pac-12 now, so nothing's going to be too easy,
0: I don't think. And it's the buffs. We don't really know what we're getting night in night out either. That Um, too. That is very true. (laughs) Uh, Before we wrap up the show, I want to tell you guys about Denver health medical Uh, Denver health medical plan offers elevate exchange plans available on the connect for health marketplace. They have great benefits and affordable plan choices. They also have options for individuals and families looking for cost effective quality health insurance. Plus this year they have lowered their monthly premiums um, lower than any plan currently available in the marketplace. Plan members have options to receive care at any of our 10 family health centers in the Denver area or the main hospital outpatient medical center at Denver health. Additionally, they've added a new virtual mental health option called elevate mind. As I already mentioned, open enrollment for the exchange runs November 1st to January 15th call today at 303-602-4912 or visit DenverHealthMedicalPlan.org to get you set up. All right, well, let's wrap it up, man. It's going to be an interesting week in basketball. Um, We talked a little bit of football during the DraftKings read. How are you feeling about uh, what Coach Prime has been up to? Seems like he's really attacking 2024. Got a a few more JSU transfers, some veteran guys coming in too. Um, Just thoughts on the recent few weeks of action i love it
1: i i think i said this last time i was on but i just haven't been this tuned in to a buffs off season in so long and just kind of like scrolling my twitter feed checking your twitter just keyword searching the buffs to see if there's any new news and just even like the game yesterday the under armor game I right. never watched the Under Armour game because I'm like, <laughs> I'm not, none of these guys are going to be on my team, but it was so fun yesterday to watch Dylan Edwards. And then I also loved the, I don't know, I don't want to read into it too much, but the uh, Cormani McLean right. interview on the sideline hey. that it's eyeballs
0: emoji, eyeballs yeah,
1: emoji. It's, it's a little interesting. I don't know. There's, you can't really sign anywhere on January 15th. It's exactly. not like an official signing day. So I don't know what what all that means but i i'm just excited to wake up every day and see <laughs> if there's new buffs news so i don't know coach prime he has just rejuvenated colorado football and god the the season can't get here any sooner
0: yeah it's been a lot of fun already um you're still on break though right you're not back on campus just yet
1: yeah i got a couple more weeks so just chilling
0: but Love that. Soak it up my man. Um, Uh, I think you're going to be at the game with me tomorrow night. Am I correct? Yes, I will be at the game. Um, so we'll be covering it, breaking it down. Um, of course follow DMVR underscore buffs. That's what we will be live tweeting the game. Uh, thanks so much for hopping on. Well, man, uh, we'll have to do this again next week. Hopefully when we talk about, uh, what we're about to see, it's, uh, a more positive tune than when we talked about with the uh, Cal and Stanford, even though they got a win against Stanford, uh, just wasn't a good week for Buffs basketball. Um, but appreciate you hopping on, man.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you.
0: Love to be here. So thanks for always having me. Absolutely, brother. All right. For Will, my name is Jake Schwanitz. We'll talk to you guys later. let go Buffs.